Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America in COVID, an oral history project. I started this podcast during Black History Month of 2022. I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life either to COVID-19 or during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author, playwright, anthropologist, and she recorded her experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums, such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture. I'll share a little bit about me and my family. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. He told me that his family, they were slaves in Georgia during American slavery, and they migrated up north to Philadelphia. So my dad was born in Philadelphia. My dad met my mom in graduate school at the new school in the 1970s. They were both studying psychology and getting master's degrees in psychology. My mother is Jamaican-American. She went to college in Canada and moved to New York City, where she met my dad. My mom became a teacher after they got married, and she is now a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica for 20 years and in New York City for 20 years. My great-grandmother was also a teacher in Jamaica up until she got married. My great-grandmother was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. She stopped working in the 1800s after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a woman to work after she got married back then. Ironically, my mother began working long after she got married in the late either 1980s or 1990s. So, without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today. Uh, my name is Janae Twine and I'm from New York City, uh, raised and born in the Bronx. And I live in Far Rockaway, uh, New York. Arvin, New York is what it's called here. Thank you. And how do you identify as Black or African-American? I identify as Black, a person of color. Mm-hmm. And Usually. What is, usually. <laughs> what is your ancestry? My ancestry, um, my father is from St. Thomas and family members from Antigua, the Virgin Islands. Um, and then my mom is American um, with ancestry from Cuba and um, America. So we have both um, American Indian, Cuban and uh, regular uh, African-American ancestry. Oh, wow. On my mother's side, so. Oh. 
I, I identify as Caribbean most of the time. Thank you. And what would you like to share about living and or working or going to school during the pandemic? Um, so during the pandemic, um, I um, have an interesting, I guess, situation because I only uh, worked from home maybe four months of the pandemic. Um, I am a trim manager, which is consists of basically all of the packaging and trimmings that go on um, denim and clothing. Um, I, I am involved with uh, getting those things made for the public to consume. So um, that's my regular jobs, not um, doing anything where we're like saving children or anything like substantial, but it keeps people's clothes on, <laughs> I like to say. So um, in that we stayed home because of the public obviously mandate to be home um, and we could not work inside of the office, which is challenging for us because we have to physically see the garments and do things with handling actual um, physical submits. Um, so staying home was a little bit of a challenge, but we were going back and forth. Like someone would go into the office, collect packages and then go back home. So that was um, happening for about three or four months. Then we switched over into um, an alternate schedule where either myself or my assistant would be in one of the other. And then um, you basically would go home and work from home for that short period of time. That was for three months. So we kind of worked for a year and a half. I've been in office every single day um, for this whole time, <laughs> pretty much. So my, my situation is a little bit different um, because we were mandated really to come in. Once the city came and checked and saw that we were following protocol, um, it was approved for us to work inside of the office every day. So we did lose a lot of people um, because um, I think like, the younger generation is used to now um, really after coming out of college, a college situation and working in um, any industry now from home, they're used to this remote uh, living and learning. So a lot of people got used to that and it was hard to, re to retain um, people because of um, the mandates. So yeah, I've been coming in and out. I mean, coming in every day. Can you describe the protocols to keep you safe during the pandemic? Um, what, you mean like the work protocols? Yeah, like did you wear- um, The work protocols are to wear, we have to wear masks in all public areas. Um, you do not have to wear it at your desk. Um, to the bathroom, there was one person at a time. Um, you had to lock the door behind you. Um, and then every meeting um, is now done over Zoom. For the most part, we're doing physical meetings now. Um, but yeah, it's all masked and or um, they had the shields put up at every single desk to um, protect you in whatever way that they protect. Um, they, it was a part of whatever they, the city had asked for. So they definitely complied. Um, I don't know if it necessarily made anyone feel any safer, depending on what their feeling was about the virus in general. Yeah. Was there, did you feel any anxiety about getting the virus? Or did you feel safe? I did not. Oh. Um, I am a, I don't know how you would call it, a person that is, um, I, I like to use, herbs and natural things to heal the body. I believe that um, 
we can all heal, heal ourselves. I'm not saying that I'm um, not an advocate for modern medicine. I'm just also an advocate for healthy living and being. Um, I think that we all have the capability of taking care of ourselves. I think that there was a little bit for myself, my personal experience and my personal view. Um, I'd like to make that short. That's that's uh, on record um, that uh, there wasn't enough emphasis put around um, healthy lifestyle living um, instead of just wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It was very confusing. I didn't have anxiety. I had more of um, annoyance, I guess, about the whole thing um, because it just, nothing makes sense. So yeah, but people are going to believe what they want to believe. So yeah. I like that. You have a very optimistic point of view. I try. I mean, I think that um, it's realistic. Um, we, we've been living on this planet for thousands of centuries um, and uh, we know how to heal ourselves a lot of times. We, we all, if you come from a family that has uh, practices of, you know, take a shot of rum and a shot of honey when you're sick, uh, rub this on your back and put onions in your socks and all these old wives tales they come they come from somewhere so there's some truths in a lot of things if you try them yourselves and there's some truths in um the way that we eat and there's a lot of different things I think that contribute to you know black health and um just how we live in general um that I think we can take from some of the old the old ways of doing things in order to live um, a normal, quote unquote, normal uh, lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. So I don't think everything has to be, you know, about wearing the mask and feeling safer. Because if you do, though, I don't, you should, if you feel safer, you should, but I don't think putting it on and then taking it down to eat something, it's going to protect you from, <laughs> from anything that's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. like logical to me, Absolutely. if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Uh, do you have any memorable moments that you want to share about 2020 or 2021? Um, it honestly went so fast. The last two years um, has been just strange. Um, we live out here, um, almost out east is kind of like we're close to Long Island, where it's very different from the city and how everything is handled. Um, uh, it's kind of, um, it's very white, um, even in our neighborhood, which is starting to become more gentrified. It's very split between whites and blacks live on specific sides before I moved here, which was a little bit before the pandemic, like two years ago now that I've been living over here. Um, I didn't know that this area would be, um, like this. So, uh, just seeing the differences between the places, um, we don't necessarily have the same experiences in, in our neighborhood. So um, the people around here are less um, scary about the virus. They, in the stores, they were not wearing masks all the time. Um, they were really advocating for, it's, it's definitely Trump territory in certain parts um, of this area. Um, so they were not wearing the masks, um, their masks. Um, they were definitely advocating for themselves and their communities. I'm talking about the um, white uh, Americans that live in, in our area. So we were more free to 
do go into stores and do things like normal, like nothing was really happening and it didn't really affect us in the same way. So it was definitely an an interesting difference from me coming into work every day and going to the city, wearing my mask. I traveled by express bus um, to the city. At first I was driving in every day, which was really expensive, Um, but it was great to drive in with no one on the road. So Mm -hmm. there were like positives and negatives. Things weren't in the supermarkets because some people were, overly, you know, cautious about being out. Um, and then in our neighborhood, it was just normal. People were going to the beach, they were walking around. It wasn't, it wasn't the same experience. Oh so, yeah. I was gonna ask you, did you take walks on the beach? Are you near far? We did. Beach? Yeah, we're right, we're wa- walking distance to the beach from where we live. Um, so yeah, we walked to the beach. We went to had a lot of our outings with our close friends. Um, at the parks, um, just try to utilize outside more. Um, definitely got closer, I think, with our friends and just our loved ones in general because we were around them um, so much. Some people didn't want to come out and do things because they were more cautious and you, we were all respected you know, the, their wishes until they were ready to um, have, get vaccinated and come out. So that was just the only difference, but we were able to do a lot of things that some people weren't able to do. I so. love that. Did you have a quarantine crew or is it? Okay? No, it was just me and my boyfriend and um, we're best friends anyway. So everything around us is just jokes. And so it was really, I think we got, this it was our closest time. We're always kind of together anyway, but I think it was our closest time together in this capacity. Um, so, and we just went through a lot of just like family stuff at the same time so it was just uh it was a great experience for us together through the trying times if that makes sense um yeah so it was interesting I love hearing that because yeah in the news they focused on all the divorce oh my gosh it was so negative right but your story is like he's your best friend and you grew closer I love that definitely grew closer we were two peas in a pod everything is I mean, I, I don't think our relationship could get any better. Obviously, we grow together all the time, but we're we're like partners in crime. So having that time, I think the two years together, being buckled down in this way, it didn't feel different. didn't feel like we were doing anything different. It was just really leaning on each other for our support or for certain things. Like it, it just happened to work out in a certain way. So it was, it was fine. It was fine to us. I love that. Wow. And did you sadly lose anyone who you'd like to memorialize? Um, we did. My uh, boyfriend's father passed during um, the beginning of uh, COVID due to the fact that he didn't, um, there weren't enough beds in um, the hospital for him to be transferred. He, he had a brain aneurysm. So um, the hospital he was sent to didn't have the facility, like the, the right capabilities to take care of him properly so he couldn't get transferred if he was able to be transferred he definitely would have survived Um, but I think we lost so many people during that time just due to the fact that they weren't enough people to take care of the specifics thing that they had not COVID related I mean I know a lot of things were diagnosed as COVID even though people probably had other ailments but it was during the time so wow I'm sorry for your loss thank you thank you but yeah, that was the only person during that time. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, 
No, I would just like to say that I appreciate you for doing this. And um, I think that it'll be interesting coming together to hear lots of um, the stories that everyone has. Um, fortunately for us, we, you know, like I was saying before, we had um, a lot of positives or so we focused or a lot like to highlight a lot of the positives that came out of it. Um, a lot of thought provoking conversations. Um, so yeah, that's it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Janae. I really appreciate your time and I'll thank Susan for connecting us. And definitely if you know someone else who'd like to yes. be there. I, I'm I, on it. I'm you. on it. I'll, I'll stop recording. My name is Sonia Jean Killebrew and this is my oral history project, Black America and COVID. Thank you.